Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wheat and Kelly McVeigh, and this is the Weekly Roundup. When I first started trying this, I was doing like every other day. That was probably in May, but now I'm to a straight like five days, five or six days. <gasps> oh, you're doing really good. You know, what about you? What do you do? I think it's got to be about twice a week. First of all, at first I was just doing it to get my hair like healthier. Yeah. To train it. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's definitely working with that, but now I almost feel like my hair looks better when it's dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's much easier to style. I feel like I've got a couple students who are in that place where they're washing every day and they're like, how do you get there? I'm like, literally you have to be patient because your hair will stop creating so much oil. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, my students, uh, shout out to Grace. She knows who she is, but forever they've been telling me to stop washing my hair. And I was just like, couldn't even wrap my mind around it. I was like, what (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) Um, because I washed my hair every, and we're talking washed, dried, curled the whole deal. Um, but now that I've gone with my hair lighter, it's probably sensational because I am older and I have gray hair and you can't see it when it grows in, but also like it's a lot on my hair. So not washing it is just making it so much healthier. Yeah. And it's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It, yeah. It's counterintuitive. I need to get my hair trimmed. I don't need to get it trimmed. My hair is really easy, and I've I've literally been chopping an inch off the bottom for the last two years. I love it. That's crazy, and your hair is so long and silky and gorgeous. It's just long. And luckily, DNA, I don't have to deal with gray hair yet. Okay, that's magical. Now, listen, I don't have, I don't have major, like, I know family members or, or, Maybe we shouldn't say that. <laughs> I know you know people. <laughs> I know people that um, went gray really early, and I am yeah those. But it is definitely more obvious when you have dark hair. I think you know for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about your mom? Does she have any gray now? My mom is salt and pepper. I have to ask her when she started, when that started. Again, she's got three children, so she had more stress. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Than me. My sister also hasn't started that process yet either, who's just slightly older than me. So. Is that a real thing that stress, does stress, I thought that was like a wise tale. No, I think it has something to do with it, but I think DNA is probably more of the contributor. Okay. I think so. I have a friend who went, started going gray in her early 20s. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just depends on who you are. So, okay, we're going down this road. Cal, what's your winter skincare routine? How do you take care of yourself when it's dry and cold outside? Okay, so listen, funny you ask. Um, okay, well, I'm also getting older in general, so I feel like I'm, I'm doing more things. Probably, let's say six years ago, I did nothing, nothing left makeup on, wash my face. Um, now I don't ever go to, to bed with me. Like I know some people who just fall asleep with their makeup on. I, okay. Wait, when you say makeup, 
Are you talking like moisturizer and then just eye makeup? Are you talking about foundation? Are you talking about bronzer? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, let's talk makeup. So I love eyelashes, so I'm a big mascara girl. Okay. You pretty much won't ever see me without my eyelashes done. But other than that, um, really, I, I have an addiction also to powder. So, like, I put powder on a lot, but it's pure habit. It's nothing to do with evening out my skin tone or anything. It is, like, I don't like to feel oily, and it's totally mindset craziness. Um, and, like, when I just am wearing regular makeup, we're talking mascara, a little blush, powder, and lip gloss or lipstick. Um, so when I take makeup off at night, it's generally just that I'm taking off my mascara because by the end of the day, I don't really have much more than that. I don't use foundation. I was just saying to a dear friend a couple days ago that I am now putting concealer underneath the corner of my eyes because you get that like dark circle thing going on. You probably don't have this, but it's because I'm tired and 45 and I get like dark right in the corner of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a little concealer right there and then powder, a little blush, lip gloss, mascara. I feel when you do that, you look pretty glamorous in my book because that's what you do for your Zoom calls, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you've been like that on some of the calls with us. And I remember when we were on with Rob, we we're like, whoa, Kelly. Whoa, Kelly. Totally hot. Whoa, yeah. Kelly. Dean's like, whoa, Kelly. <laughs> I know. She's she's back behind my chair. Uh, yeah, she's she's giving she's giving her input. Also, I've always been not much more than that um, forever. At the end of the day, um, take my mascara off, then wash my face. I'm currently using, because I work for Hue and Grace, the bar that I love, and it kind of has some like grittiness to it. So it kind of feels like an exfoliator. And then we have a night serum that has this like, um, smell to it. It's blue tansy oil, but it's like, has a like relaxing, calming smell. Okay. It's not lavender. I can't explain it. You know what? I'm going to send you some. But anyway, I put that on and go go to sleep. So there's not much more than that. And then I use a, an oil in the morning that's a Hue and Grace oil. But before that, when I was at Beauty Counter, I did the whole seven process. Like there was seven steps. But it was harder because... I'm tired and seven steps is a lot. So I'm, I, the, the one thing to wash my face and put the oil on works, works much better for me. (laughs) Okay. And would you say now that you still deal with oily skin or. So, you know, what's so funny. I, because I am not like super educated about skincare, I always thought using an oil, like I have always felt a little more oily and so I was afraid to use an oil like the serums and the oils but it balances out your skin somehow I mean listen no idea how that works I also think that the glow the healthy glow is way more in than it used to be do you Mm. think goodness I mean I'm asking you these questions because I feel like y'all know more about this than me my women friends we're yeah. all kind of in the same boat where we don't have pressure to look a certain way for a corporate type of work environment. Yeah. And so therefore it's zero to hundred for us. None of my friends ever do any daily makeup. 
we do show makeup. That's it. I would never put on makeup for the day. You know, what's so interesting because even when you started saying this, which that makes sense, no makeup to show makeup, um, for you, because I was thinking it would seem like our worlds would be our green, greener grass worlds would be opposite that you would be like doing it up. Cause you live in LA cause you're in that space. Um, more so than me who is at home on a zoom call. Yeah, but definitely that's not happening. Even I think back to like when I, you know, different world, young and free and no pandemic. Right. So like years and years ago, when I actually went out, when I actually went out, I would, I would never try to curl my hair clean because it does not go well. So, you know, two days in, three days in, I just take a curling iron to it, um, put a little curl in it. For me, I don't have eyelashes on my face. Like they're microscopic, Kelly. It's, they're tiny. It's interesting to me. I've always had eyelashes. Now you you never know as we go older, could go downhill with the eyelashes. (laughs) As everything else. Being an Asian girl in like a white community, I was always so jealous because an eyelash really finishes your eye. It really does. Like a hundred percent. And even me being used to not having eyelashes, like it's still true. So, but you have to kind of embrace who you are. Right. So if I want an eyelash, I just, I just do a fake, a fakie. Yeah. And I know that some people have tried to make it easier with this magnetic situation and magnetic glue. And for me, none of it works. It just doesn't work because. Have you tried the magnet? I have not. Have you tried the magnetic ones? The problem is, is the eye shape. My eyelashes, when I open my eyes, my eyelashes actually go inside and my eyelashes go downwards. So where if you have a crease in your eye, the eyelash is always exposed and it's always going out and up. So therefore, oh my God, I'm going to take like a microscopic, like really, really close picture of my eye and send it to you. I I need this picture so I can post it. Someone will relate. It's so funny that we have no idea what we're going to talk about. And then we dive in and I actually feel uh, very into this conversation. (laughs) Do you have any friends that have ever tried the like, um, you know, going and getting their lashes done? Like, yeah. So I have tons of friends all ethnicities that, you know, have the extensions and my friends who have a crease in their eye are the only ones who do it successfully. Asian women who don't have that crease, some Asian women have a crease naturally, but it's very few. Like when you open your eye, your lash line is pointing downwards. So the lash is going to go downwards and cover your eye if you attach it that way. So basically not growing up in Asia, I grew up in America. I had to figure out how to put my lashes on like makeup artists. They can't do my lashes. They say they can and they just can't. I know how to do it so that it works for my eye. But then I think before the pandemic, I was in Japan and China And Japan has this amazing story. It's like Target, but like a thousand times better because it has everything, everything, makeup, candy, anything you want, you can literally buy there. And they have Asian style, um, eyelash curlers. Okay. This is amazing. 
I know. And I just found it again because I moved and it's in my drawer now accessible. Not like I use it because I think I'd almost have to put on fake eyelashes and then crease those because I don't have eyelashes. Like I just don't have them. Like they're barely there. So my point is, is that the the Asian style is just straight across because my eye doesn't curve, you know, like yours does. So basically it fits. I did the eyelash extensions. Um, it was over Christmas time frame. It was probably like four or five years ago. I feel like it was a long time ago. It was white kind of like when everyone started doing it. Okay. And they were fabulous at first, but one, I felt like I was going and getting them done over this two month period that I did it. I felt like I went like four times. It was insane. And then I felt like it pulled out my real eyelashes. Yes. Right. That's what I assume because you're, you're basically gluing. And I had decent eyelashes. So then I kind of screwed up my own, like my real eyelashes and I was upset naturally about it. And then I swore I'd never do it again. Um, so did you like them? Like, were they like, you wake up and you look like you just did your makeup? Oh, for sure. And listen, because I like having, um, my mask, like I, my lashes done or whatever. Um, my, I feel like I look completely different with mascara and without mascara. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But listen, I think that I'm thinking about this and it's like, is it what you get used to? Because I always think you look completely gorgeous. Well, thank you. And listen, you obviously are naturally really beautiful. But I'm like, is this because I've just trained myself, my own? It's in my mind, because obviously so many things are your, you know, own mindset. I feel I feel better. You know, you mentioning that, like on Zoom and things. I just feel more put together in life when I'm ready and I take on the world a little bit better if I'm like ready to go mascara, all the things. Since the pandemic, I haven't really gigged and I got so used to seeing myself without makeup on that like the two times I had to do it for an audition tape. Yeah. I felt like a clown. Like I felt like I had so much stuff on my face. Yes, because you just haven't been doing it for so long. Right. Like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I feel crazy. Yeah. And my show makeup, if I were to put on show makeup today, yeah. I think I would feel like I was giving myself a black eye. Because it's just a lot of, like, you know, smoky eye, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would feel crazy. Yeah. Because it's a lot. But there's something to be said about feeling bad for being all because I am someone who likes to get ready, I don't do it for anyone except for how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel put together and whatever. And there have been times in life that it's like, why are you all dolled up? And it's like, why, why do you care? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, I don't care if you have like a trash bag on and like a ball cap and like, I honestly, really honestly don't care. And so it feels too like, why do you care that I, am dolled up like but I've had that happen in life yes and we've talked about the difference between the community you live in and the people you're around and everything versus me because there's no way anybody 
I know who would even mention if you walked in with a ball gown to a dive bar, I don't think anybody would say anything. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> like, they're like, you do you. Like, w- there's just so many weirdos in this city. Like, no one would care. Yeah, listen, we just, I just took the kids to New York City, the older kids. Um, and there's something, one of the things that I love about the city is there are a million people and you're not seen. And, yeah. and not yeah. seeing it because in one sense you are seen, like, I feel like it's kind of what you're saying. Like anyone can be anything and do whatever they want and wear whatever they want. And it does not freaking matter. It's one of the things I love. Um, but then it's also like, I walk down the street here and I see five parents of kids that I probably teach and you know what I mean? And there, no one sees you. You can just be whoever, and I'm sure that LA is the same. Yeah, it's big city living. I think there's ups and downs to both. I love being, I love being invisible sometimes. But then on the other hand, you only get that excitement of like walking around a cute outfit if somebody cares that you're walking around a cute outfit. Like that's, that's kind of the cool part about being in a place where people who know, know who you are, you know, I think there's two different ways of looking at that because for me the pull together and we've talked about this before as long as I and I'm always in workout clothes right yeah. as long as I'm in workout clothes that are put together I don't care what my hair or my face look like yeah if I walk into class like I did today I have a Star Wars t-shirt on that I slept in right I put a sports bra on underneath it <laughs> I like it I like it and then I put a pair of Lululemon uh leggings on but had I put like a real tank top on with a Lululemon jacket, I would have felt really professional, but instead I went the other direction, but doesn't care. It doesn't matter. It's not about me in class. You know, these students, it's about them. Yeah. So that it's, it's very interesting because it might be the assumption that I'm the one living a very artist lifestyle in LA. Yeah. And I very rarely do or feel the pressure to do any of the things that you would assume. Right. Very rarely. Very right. rarely. And I wonder how that's gotten to that point. But I also know the city's so big. Right. You know? So it's something to think about because I haven't really figured that out yet, honestly. Okay, so that's my... What is your skincare routine? Okay, so I found a great sunscreen slash lotion that I like to put on my face during the day. It's by Fenty skin and bean loves it too. Like when I put it on, she's like me, me, me. And she like closes her eyes and brings her face up. And like, I, I dab both of on her cheeks and rub it in. (laughs) It's the cutest. It's the cutest. Um, but I have no skincare routine legit besides that because I don't wear makeup. Okay, so I guess you're saying you wear sunscreen. I wear sunscreen moisturizer during the day, and then I wash my face with, like, Cetaphil, which is really, like, so basic of a... And then... Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Coconut oil. I guess this is... That's what it is. Bean! She found... Oh, my God. She found a picture of you on my phone. She did? She found a picture of you. She did! podcasting with me on my phone out of all the crap on my phone she Why just found it and showed it so to me fun. why is she so smart it makes bean? me so happy <laughs> good job bead so smart she's too she's gonna be smarter than me really soon kelly
I know. I love this. So I guess the answer is coconut oil. So when, like, I've always had a little eczema and I've tried all the lotions and the bean has a little eczema. And the only thing that really fights it on a long-term basis, like day to day is shower. And when the skin is just pat dry, like still a little bit moist all over coconut oil, just out of the jar from the grocery store. Okay. I've heard lots of people say this. Yeah. And for her skin, it absorbs so well. My skin slightly different, doesn't absorb very well, but it's the same thing. I didn't used to put oil on my face cause I was thinking it'd be too oily, but yeah. just a light, light covering of that after shower. I don't have any of the problems that regular lotion I would get. Okay. This is so interesting. So I know this is not a great plug for any cosmetics brand, but, <laughs> yeah. but like, <laughs> That is so funny. It's the real. That's what that's what we do here at Casa We Watkins. I love it. It's the real, real. And your hair, you don't have to do anything with your hair. What about what kind of hair does Bean have? Is it fine? That okay, so Bean's hair is a cross between me and Asa, exactly half and half. So he's got the curliest hair I've seen, and I've got like the straightest hair you've ever seen, right? So yeah. hers is growing out to be this like wavy. Like you can definitely comb it, but it gets tangled so easily. Like I can comb it perfectly at night. She sleeps in it. It's totally a mess by the morning. I love it. I bet that that kind of sounds like perfect hair though. I mean, it's already gorgeous because she's got kind of like her hair from when she was born that's grown out. And then she's got this second layer that's kind of coming in. So when I put her hair in a ponytail, she just looks like she has little bangs and little ringlets around the sides because it's two different lengths. Yeah. It's she's literally perfect. It's like you put her in a ponytail. She looks like I did something. Yeah. I haven't seen her for so long. And when she ran through that cute video, I couldn't even handle it. Oh no. She's so, it's so cute. I got to take a picture with her little ringlets and then when it comes to hair, I do have one product that I live by. I do a regular shampoo of whatever I have, but the Kiehl's amino acid, like it's expensive. It's like conditioner, but basically it's the only thing that untangles her hair well. And then for me, I just put it in there and literally everything just goes completely straight. Okay. So now I'm going to have to get up to look at what my, um, what your conditioner is. I have some blonde tricks or I learned from a friend and she told me to get the shampoo and conditioner. And then I went ahead and ordered the hair mask because I ordered it around holiday and you know, holiday, they're like, buy whatever. And you get the, whatever. um, so not only am I only washing my hair four or five days, it's called Olaplex and it's number four and five bond maintenance shampoo and bond maintenance conditioner and let me tell you since I start also expensive but since I started using it it's like night and day okay so what does it do to your hair that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) like what's the difference though when you like from it like how does it feel softer um just healthy soft okay Uh, And listen, I also transitioned from brunette to blonde in the last two years. And so I think it was learning and I'm not really coloring my hair very often, 
but I think just the first chance, like I did it by myself. Let's, let's talk about that. For those of you that notice that my hair is now blonde, I did this during pandemic, tried to highlight my hair myself. It was stripey. Then I tried to fix it. Then I had Kenzie try to fix it. It was like when any, everything was shut down. Like, why did I think that was a good idea anyway? And then I went lighter and then I liked it lighter. Mm-hmm. I felt a little brighter. I felt like it fit my personality, my crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, but then it was like, okay, how do I bring it back to, cause my hair has always been pretty soft and healthy. And so it was like, okay, how do I get that back? Um, and Olaplex and not washing my hair have been the key. I like it. Yeah. Now when I have to wash my hair, I feel like and dry it and do the whole deal. It feels like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fit this in? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly you used to literally do it every day, like two years ago. Yeah. Every single day, wash it, dry it, curl it the works every day yeah yeah and now when I do it every five days it's like I gotta think about it perspective is so interesting isn't it it's so funny because I'm sure there are lots of people out there that like you know do all the things all the time so well the other thing that kind of got lost in the shuffle of moving that I haven't actually gone to the right aid or whatever to replace is I don't have a razor let's talk about that Carrie so totally obsessive compulsive disorder there are a few with your sh- with your shaving I shave all every day <laughs> <laughs> and listen if I fly somewhere and somehow I land and realize, or I get to the hotel room and I realize I will walk to go find a razor because I can't do those like hotel not working, even though I shaved the day before. Okay. Kel, I think it's going to be kind of like your hair. When do you, you think someday I'm going to quit mm-hmm. shaving? <laughs> yeah, because then you're going to be like, oh, my God, this takes so much time. So what did I do? <laughs> I haven't had a razor in a couple weeks. And so my legs have st- like my legs barely grow hair because of all the years of shaving, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I barely touch them anyway. But with my armpits, I basically was like, okay, do I go to the right aid? No, I just plucked. I just plucked and then put a tank top on and went to, went to work. No, I didn't. I wore the t-shirt that I went to sleep in. So I plucked, then I put a sports bra on the t-shirt back on and then I went to work. I am dying. <laughs> Listen, you should have seen my face when you first said this from the girl that like has to shave every single day. My face got, my eyes got quite big. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't do that. Well, and my friends who are performing on contracts where they have to perform like five or six days a week, they've all gotten lasered because they can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. They can't be bothered. Okay. I have another. So I've been, I got, I'm maybe not going to say this right either too. Maybe we should have researched before we started talking about this stuff. (laughs) A dermablade. Derma what? Dermablade thing. What is that? 
Okay, so I'm obsessed with this as well. I'm going to look it up when I ordered it, and I will tell you. So, you know that peach fuzz, you probably don't have this as well, but the older you get, you have this, like, peach fuzz. On your face. Yes, and it also gets rid of all the, like, dry skin. Okay. And it's like a, you can go and have it done, but it's probably like, let's say 80 bucks or 80 bucks in Ohio, probably more where you live. Okay. And you can buy this. And I forget who told me at first to do this, but when, when I tell you the first time I did it, I had so much fun. Um, like you're basically just taking a razor and scooping over, um, your skin and it's magical. I had like a little pile of peach fuzz the first time I did it and like all this dry skin, but it makes your skin so smooth. So it basically takes off like just the top layer of everything. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, I'm serious. So I have the hydro silk touch up. I bought mine off of Amazon. It's super cheap though, actually. And then I just got from like the place that I like go get stuff every once in a while. If I do anything, got sent me like a holiday email that you could, they were, I could come in and do it for free and they would give me a face consultation and a free derma blade. And it was like worth 80 to a hundred dollars or whatever. And I was thinking when I saw the email, yeah, I've got this stuff down. I do it myself. I don't need any. So how often do you do this? Probably really like every three weeks, maybe. Okay. I think it's more of a mindset thing where like I notice it's, multi-purpose exfoliating dermaplane okay okay kelly i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something that's kind of disgusting okay okay so you know dr pimple popper right he's on tv okay yes but i can't watch things like that but i've heard about this okay so not dr pimple popper but like there's also videos on youtube of people getting like whitehead extractions okay have you ever seen these no they're oddly satisfying and disgusting at the same time because I don't know if I could watch it. Basically, it's a magnifying glass with an esthetician removing whiteheads. Okay. Off people's nose, basically. It's mesmerizing and also <gasps> like disgusting. But to me, I'm just like when people and people get extractions all the time to like tighten up their pores and make their skin look better. Yeah. But my question is, if you take out your pores, aren't they just going to go back? They're not really going to tighten. But my question is, when an esthetician does like an extraction, which is a very like common facial, how how does that actually improve the skin? Because I mean, of course the videos that are out there are of people who have terrible skin, right? Yeah. And these pores are huge and I don't understand how they don't just like get repeated. Like basically a month and a half later, that client has to come back for the exact same treatment. Right. I don't have an answer to this question. Listeners out there, if you're an esthetician or know how these, yeah, how these, how, how these treatments actually makes people's skin better. I have no idea, but I know that that that's out there. And sometimes you'll hear actresses talk about this and they're like, yeah, I made my skin so amazing. And I just don't get it. 
Yeah, I have no idea. No idea, and I don't get it sounds like I don't get it either. Um so I I like to pop my own, like the the gratification of popping something. I like sure. to do it. But I couldn't watch a show like that, I'm pretty sure. Well, Dr. Pimple Popper is more about like pimples and like abscesses that are like actually infected. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I mean, it's like half the shows on TLC. Like, it's just a train wreck, but you can't stop watching it. I do have to say, what I wanted to report back on, Kelly, besides our beauty regimen, which we didn't know we were going to talk about. Yeah. I could say to myself, it's January 16th. This will come out next week. It took me the first half of January to get my engine started, but I think my engine started now. Okay, good. Yeah, it's not going hard. But it's on. Okay, yeah. It's warm. Moving, it's getting warm. Moving. I, I just mentioned in our last episode um, that we are now on Twitter actively at yes. grass underscore podcast. And I'm trying to be more active. So if our listeners out there are, are in the Twitterverse, to come join us there. Because I do think that they're... A, it's a, it's a, it's a grand exchange of ideas on Twitter. Instagram is more of a grand exchange of visuals. So true. You're yeah. I totally agree. So I feel like I'm interested and excited to be on it, but it's a little overwhelming, honestly. Yeah. To be new on a platform, to figure out how you're going to define yourself, greener grass, not so much, but as Carrie Wee, to yeah. define myself because really what I'm on there for is I'm I'm a little bit of a political junkie yeah. like I'm a politics major I love seeing about it and talking about it reading about it but then I'm an aerialist and a mom you know like it's not all cohesive anyways so maybe you guys can help me figure that out but maybe I can be myself 360 degrees on there and it will make sense yeah listen when you said that just now I was thinking when I coach in my everyday job, I'm like, listen, people want to see who you are. If that is a yoga person who loves green smoothies, who loves to talk about safe products, who also has two kids and loves traveling, like whatever the picture is, or a, a book person who loves to read and is all about politics, but also has a bean and has a house across the country that she's like, I think I like representing, like figuring out how you want to share Carrie with the world. I think that's fun. I think it's a, I think it's fun, but I think it's also maybe it's different on Instagram because on Instagram people are following you for one reason usually, or maybe two, but usually one. And maybe in the other spaces, you can be a more 360 person. So we're going to, we're going to see about that. Listeners, please join us there. Help me figure out who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, figure out who In Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got a lot of great guests coming up for you guys. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And I guess the takeaway today is whatever you do for your skin and your body and your beauty regimen is great. I feel like there shouldn't be pressure on women either way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. To do a lot, to not do anything at all. I, I feel like there shouldn't be. It's kind of like what I said in the sense of be you. 
if you want to wear no makeup and pluck your armpits. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's what you took away from my beauty regimen. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but you know, it's like it worked. So I went with it. Be like, show up for you and what makes you happy and how you feel your best self. Let me know if you think my hair smells, if you see me sometime. <laughs> Do, wait, have you been using dry, dry shampoo or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay, so you, you use that to help. I don't actually use it. So I haven't, I, I haven't been using, I wasn't using it a ton, but I've been trying to up my workout game. Okay, so you kind of have to balance that equation. Sometimes I feel like I'm sweaty and I got to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I know what you mean. Also, because Kelly McVeigh works for this amazing company called Hue and Grace, Mm. because you guys are listeners, you're going to get a um, little discount code from us just because like A plus B equals C. Like, why not? Right. 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 Totally. Right. It's easy. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So all that will be in the show notes and, uh, you know, you guys get a light discussion about some random topics and mostly about beauty and health and taking care of your skin. And, you know, we'll get into something serious next time. Absolutely. Thank you listeners for being here today. Thank you. Thank you listeners. Thank you. (laughs) Fun on. That's right. Let's tell them the rest of the stuff. We're on Twitter now at grass (laughs) underscore podcast. I'm into it. You can always find us at at Grand Rev Creative on Instagram. (laughs) Grand Rev Creative. And you can always email us, carrie at grandrevcreative.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Please. Okay, you ready? Time, Mike. Please honor us with my the five-star rating my and mic. review anywhere my you get mic. your podcast. My mic. Check the mic. Is the mic check check good? Mic. Mic check? Yeah. And uh, thank you to Asa Watkins for post-production. We really appreciate having you here. I got to... Little Bean here who's trying to take the mic from me. My my mic. All right, guys, have an amazing day. This is Greener Grass.